all aboard the Freedom Express. This is your conductor, Josh. Sorry, it's been so long. If you happen to live in Quebec, Canada, but that's not very likely because, to be honest, not many people do. The population is smaller than that of New Jersey. Anyway, you would not be able to buy anything besides food and drugs if you are unvaccinated. Listen to this news, uh, news report coming out of Quebec. Today, big box stores that have a footprint of 1,500 square meters uh, or more are going to have to ask people, customers, to show proof of vaccination. Now, pharmacies and grocery will be exempt from this. So if you're going into a Costco or a Walmart or something like that, where you might be going in uh, to buy groceries or visit the pharmacy, uh, in that case, an employee will have to be with that person as they walk through the store to make sure that they do not go uh, and buy other products or other items that might be in the store. I just want to make sure you heard that. So you can go into your your local Walmart and you can buy food and drugs, but then if you happen to want to uh, buy uh, maybe some clothes or something, you you forgot to buy a coat or your old one uh, got ripped or something, you need, uh, you need a new coat, you'd be out of luck because you're not allowed to buy anything besides food or drugs. What type of society is this? You can still go in the store, but you can only pick out certain items. Is that scientific? Is that according to science? And this is coming from a province whose daily high is barely above my current current age. It's about 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Clo warm clothing is key in Quebec. But no, no, no. Unless you're vaccinated, you won't be able to purchase any warm clothing from your local retailers. What, how do you feel about this? Let me know. Questions, comments, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Well, recently in a Pennsylvania local newspaper, a school board member wrote an op-ed. Here's the title of it. With all due respect, no, I don't work for you. What? Well, Richard Robinson is a member of the uh, York Suburban School Board in Pennsylvania. And he wrote in this op-ed, he said this, With all due respect to the men and women who snarl, I'm a taxpayer, you work for me. No, I don't work for you. I was elected by people who voted to represent you. It's not the same thing. You may be also surprised to learn that every member of the school board is also a taxpayer. I come from a long line of taxpaying men and women. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't work for us, he just represents us. Oh, I see the, the difference you're trying to make there, Richard Robinson? Representation and working for us, totally different things. But this is kind of the attitude of elected officials. Oh, I don't work for you, so I don't. I can just go according to my ideology instead of what you elected me to do. See? Where's the discrepancy here? It's frankly arrogant. Oh, my ideas are more important than those who voted for me and elected me and who I am supposed to represent. What type of attitude of an elected official is that? A public elected official? Uh, I don't think we'd be surprised to realize that this uh, attitude is much more prevalent than being relegated just to Mr. Richard Robinson of the Pennsylvania School Board. Well, coming up in this episode, uh, Democrats are bracing for the 22, 2022 election midterms that um, 
so far and not looking so hot for them. Turns out that a lot of their policies are causing people to, I don't know, not want to vote for them. Weird, right? Well, it turns out that a lot of Dems are starting this narrative that um, the 2022 election might be illegitimate if they do not pass the election reforms that they can't seem to get passed. Interesting, uh, but what about the 2020 election that was totally legit, right? Where's the flip-flop on this? We'll talk about that. And I did some digging into some scholarly journals uh, showing there are some alarming trends in relation to uh, vaccinations, specifically Pfizer and Moderna, in relation to um, uh, myocarditis which uh, we'll uh, dig into a bunch more in a little bit. But first, as always, I wanted to uh, kind of give you a glimpse into what's been happening. It's been like about two or three weeks since my last episode. I uh, f Please forgive me. My, um, I've been slacking a little bit. I've been so focused on getting back to school, getting in the swing of things, uh, getting the work done. One of the things that did happen, which is rare for South Carolina, is there was a snow where uh, snow actually stuck on the ground able to do some sledding, snowball fights. Um, it was actually a really fun time to just kind of um, bond with some friends there. But speaking of, of snowballs, I um, I did uh, an oopsie. So, the, you know, what, what you do with a snowball, you throw it at people, right? So I was throwing a snowball at one of my friends. And just so you know, I never went out for baseball. I've always been more of a golf guy. So accuracy and aim isn't uh, necessarily my strong suit. So, you know, uh, there was this uh, this girl I threw it at. I know her. It would have been fine if I hit her. But the thing is, I missed and hit this random girl behind her. So that would have been bad enough, me just hitting some strange girl with a snowball, right? But here it gets worse. So this, this girl happened to also be on crutches. Uh, <laughs> which, um, which uh, didn't make matters better. And also, um, I hit her in the crotch. So, and, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just, I did apologize profusely. I did not aim for this poor girl on crutches. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that was, that was my bad. Sometimes you miss, sometimes you miss the mark. And it seems like, you know, other people have missed the mark. That would be the Democrats this year. It seems like people aren't satisfied with their policies. Poll numbers not looking good for Biden and just Democrats in general. It seems like the Republicans are the favored party of choice going into the midterms, which usually happens in um, a uh, non-presidential election year. But... It's interesting how strongly people seem to be swaying from the left to the right. But the Democrats are already starting this certain narrative that uh, the 2022 elections could be illegitimate if their reforms, that's uh, reforms, by the way, is in quotes, um, cannot be passed. Now, what are what reforms um, are they exactly talking about here? Now, this, uh, they might, well, They'll say that Republicans are passing laws that are prohibiting uh, minorities from voting, specifically black and Latino voters. And th that is, of course, akin to Jim Crow, and therefore all Republicans are racist. Flawless logic, right? But the thing is, there was a gap in facts when it comes to actually Republicans are not passing laws that are prohibiting anybody from voting legally. So the thing is, it's prohibiting people from voting illegally. Interesting, right? Seems like a, a no-brainer that you would want people to vote legally. 
but also uh, what they, the Democrats are proposing with these um, voting reforms. They they want to continue um, mail-in voting, which we saw in 2020 was a complete disaster with uh, going days after the election, us not knowing the results. Even still, there um, a lot of people still have questions about the legitimacy of mail-in voting. It's uh, a lot of people claim that it's ripe for a voter fraud, but no, the Democrats want to uh, put this flawless system in place, of course, uh, that uh, could not ever be wrong. Um, but here's what um, here's what a couple Democrats said. The increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in direct proportion to us not being able to get these these reforms passed. So if these reforms aren't passed, clearly the election would be illeg- illegitimate, seemingly implying right that an election without these reforms could be illegitimate. Now wait a second. Wasn't the 2020 election without these reforms? Well, wait, here we have this discrepancy. You remember the calls that the 2020 election was the most secure election in election history. Um, believe me, it's, uh, there's no election that could have been any uh, more, secure, uh, more secure anywhere. Um, uh, no possibility of voter fraud whatsoever. Um, completely 113% legitimate. But, wait a second. Now we have these claims that elections, number one, even can be illegitimate. I thought elections were flawless, according to the Democrats two years ago. But also, which, which is it here? The election is, uh, the 2020 election was either, um, we... We're faced with the, the possibility that elections either cannot be uh, illegitimate or elections can be illegitimate. The Democrats seem to think that they can have it both ways, where the 2020 election, remember, without the reforms, uh, was completely legitimate, and the 2022 election, if we don't have reforms, could be illegitimate. What, what, what's going on here? And it's not just Joe Biden claiming that the 22 elections, 2022 elections could be on the, the screwy side. Uh, it's also uh, people like Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris talked about this as a blatant erosion of our democracy, the failure to um, pass some of these quote-unquote reforms of election laws, basically federalizing elections, taking power away from the states like they were supposed to have in uh, the f- um, according to the founding. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, too, says this whole thing is talking about illeg- illegitimate elections, saying this could undermine our democracy, uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, and to undermine the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy. She said that in reference to uh, January 6th. Well, I thought um, elections, the integrity of elections couldn't be undermined. Wait a second. There's uh, Connecticut Senator um, Chris Murphy talking about uh, the uh, Georgia Senate race. He said that uh, certain changes in laws will ultimately result in a loser being declared a winner. Now, this, and these are just uh, four examples I could keep going. Uh, there's uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal. A bunch of people claiming, wait, wait, elections could possibly not be legitimate. And then when we have Trump, remember, claiming, oh, he, him saying, 
um, not necessarily essentially the same thing, but making similar claims. Oh, I don't believe the election was true. Wait a second. That's treason. That's an insurrection. Now, if you're old enough to remember the the Bush uh, election of 2000, Democrats made similar claims that Bush was elected in an illegitimate manner. But wait. Suddenly, just one of these elections, it's the most secure ever because the Democrats seem to have won. But then any other election is totally up for grabs as long as Democrats' power is in question. What, what's with this hypocrisy? Are elections secure or are they not? Because we can't have it both ways. But the hypocrisy is not only relegated to the category of elections. We also found, I found recently, um, actually today, this montage of Democrats from early 2020 into, um, into the fall of the same year talking about the vaccine. It might be interesting to hear their uh, impressions of this. Listen. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well. I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? We will need to have access to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. Would you trust that vaccine? There's very little that we can trust that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. We cannot take for granted this process will be free of political influence. I don't trust the president and I don't trust the FDA. And actually that uh, I only showed, uh, only let you listen to half of that montage, the Democrats continue on, uh, just with a skepticism about the vaccine. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden, when they're in power, the vaccine is our eternal savior. Do, is it deserving of this title? Well, I did some research in uh, the Nature Medicine Journal. That's a peer-reviewed scholarly medical journal. You can look it up for yourself. Uh, this There was a study found recently in it that found that men less than 40 who had uh, doses number two and three of Pfizer have m more mitocarditis than those with just plain COVID. Wait a second. Let me provide some context. First, mitocarditis is inflammation of the middle layer of uh, the heart wall which uh, can lead to a heart failure. Obviously, heart failure, never a good thing. So mitocarditis, extremely dangerous. But we always heard that the risk for um, getting mitocarditis was so much higher with um, after contracting normal COVID because it um, it always it, it is usually the result of a virus. It um, the hi was higher after contracting normal COVID than after getting the vaccine. But here we have this uh, case study in the Ma Nature Medicine Journal that finds 
that you have a higher chance of getting it after the vaccine than having just plain COVID. Wait a second. What? And the same goes with the first and second dose of Moderna. So uh, we have Pfizer, uh, this study done on Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that says there's a higher risk of getting a mitocarditis after getting the vaccine than there is after just plain coronavirus. What happened to trusting the science? What happened to trusting the medical professionals? And remember, I think we've really lost sight of this whole notion that the vaccine is experimental. This is a worldwide experimental stage. Vaccines do not take just a year to make. Vaccines do not take just two years or anything close to that. Take polio, for example. It took 23 years to develop and perfect that vaccine. And that's just one example. There's smallpox. The first one was in 1796, but it wasn't until the 1950s that it actually effectively eradicated the disease. Wait a second. And yet Biden continues to think he was right in pushing mandates, although he was struck down by the Supreme Court. He continues to have this attitude of, oh, the vaccine is our savior. Culture in general still propagates this as something that will 100% work? Am I saying it will not work? No. But am I saying that it's all right, reasonable, encouraged even, to have questions? Yeah, most definitely. And even as other countries, like I talked about in Canada earlier, even as other countries ramp up the mandates for vaccines, one must ask the probing question, why is this such a big deal? If we have research showing that vaccinated people still get sick, vaccinated people in some cases can have a higher risk of mitocarditis. Uh, there are some studies showing uh, that we don't know what it does to a female's reproductive system. I need to do a little bit more research into that and I'll bring you that research when I find it. Why is this not out there? Why is the news media not covering even the possibility that this could be dangerous or detri uh, detriment to even just like a couple people? Isn't it worth knowing what you're getting into? And then you're like, then you outweigh, you weigh the risk and you're like, oh, I don't think I'll get, uh, I don't think that will happen to me. And you go ahead and get it anyway. I think that's fine if you weigh the risk yourself. But see, when you're denied access to this information and when the information is labeled as disinformation, then that's where the problem comes out. I encourage you, look it up for yourself, Nature uh, Medicine Journal. I wanted to get to a question here before we run out of time. Um, we have a question here from Bowden. Remember, send your questions in freedomexpresspodcast.gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Uh, Bowden says, hey, Josh, I have a question for the next episode. If Democrats are against segregation, why do they not allow the unvaxxed anywhere from sporting events to basic community, human necessities such as the grocery store? Now, um... Just to clarify, you, um, the unvaccinated, at least in most areas of the United States, are allowed to go to um, 
uh, most big events, especially if you uh, live in a red state. But there are specific areas um, in blue states, such as California, New York, where you're not allowed to go anywhere um, except um, quote-unquote necessities um, unless you have the, the faded jab. So to, to answer your question, Bowden, it is, it is segregation. It is uh, not in the traditional sense of the word as we think of it just in relation to race. But if we think of the actual definition of the word as treating people differently just because they are in a minority or in a perceived minority, denying people rights because they don't, they aren't just like you, doesn't that sound like segregation to you? Denying people the ability to go and enjoy life based on some pre-existing condition? That doesn't seem fair at all. The border between using caution and tyranny has been crossed in several circumstances. Continue asking questions. Thank you, Bowden. Let's continue looking into this. Let's continue exploring it together. Send in your questions, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Um, thank you for, so much for listening today. And if, if you ever decide for uh, to run for public office, I have a great slogan that I just I just thought up um, just for you. Uh, you can use this gratis free of charge. Um, so if you run for political office, make sure you use the slogan, I don't work for you. I'm sure that will get you elected in a jiffy. This is the Freedom Express.